Is the Lord among us or not? I don't know about you, but for me, this has been a very trying and emotional week. Everything from trying to make sure Mom and Liz and I have what we need to shelter in place for a couple of weeks, to working with Greg and others to navigate the rapidly changing status of the life of the church, to thinking about those who are having to navigate this unfamiliar territory alone or with little assistance. It's been crazy, hasn't it? This practice of social distancing is not a new concept. We see an example in today's gospel. A Samaritan woman doesn't come to Jacob's well in the morning when it is cooler and other women are present. She comes to the well at noon in the heat of the day to avoid the judgment and barbs of those in that community who see her as one unworthy of respect or a place in that community. But for most of us, social distancing is something to which we are unaccustomed. Well, except for my beloved introvert friends who are probably thinking, yes, thank you. On Thursday, I attended a funeral at which many people were present. The church was packed. The celebrant very gently but firmly encouraged everyone not to hug or shake hands during the peace. It was the strangest passing of the peace I have ever seen. Awkward movements, apologetic smiles, and a sense of general discomfort filled the room for a few moments. With the advance of the COVID-19 virus into our state, it seems we have become a get-what-you-can-for-yourself group. We're all focused on staying clear of the virus and each other and staying very, very clean. It's a strange, scary time. A new kind of wilderness is forming right before our eyes. My 81-year-old mom said the other day, I've never seen anything like this, and I had to agree. For approximately 3,500 years, give or take a century, humankind has been in this alternating state of wilderness and plenty in their perceived relationship with God. In Moses' time, the Hebrews, God's chosen people, felt that as long as things were going well, God was with them. But as soon as things began to go south, or maybe stayed south for too long, they turned to that feeling of get what you can for yourself. They began to doubt that God was still with them. They couldn't see him, and apparently only Moses was allowed to speak to him. The only satisfaction they would accept was for God to give them a sign, a tangible, visible answer to their neediness. In a question that ranks right up there, in my opinion, with one of the most arrogant ever asked, they asked Moses, is the Lord among us or not? When Moses struck the rock and water flowed freely to alleviate the Hebrews' thirst and save them, 
were satisfied that he was. Flash forward more than two and a half millennia to the first half of the 20th century. Millions of Jews found themselves in the wilderness of the Nazi concentration camps, a most cursed perversion of social distancing. Forcibly separated from their families and communities and living under constant pressure of certain death, it would have been easy for them to ask, is the Lord among us or not? But there are countless stories of men and women who never lost faith that God was indeed still among them. Anne Frank, Eddie Hillison, Oscar Schindler, Ellie Bissell, Victor Frankel, and countless others who remain nameless. A German Jewish psychiatrist, Victor Frankel labored in four different camps between 1942 and 1945, including Auschwitz. There's a quote attributed to him. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Frankel observed that those who fared best, if you can imagine that as a descriptor for living in that most hellish environment, did so because they were able to hold on to their humanity and find some meaning in their existence. They were able to inject into that space between stimulus and response a moment of grace, a sign of God's presence, even in the worst of situations. Our task, challenge, call today as Christians is to let that space for us become a channel, a conduit, an outpouring of grace. From God to us, from us to those we encounter, the overworked grocery clerks who can't really distance themselves as they work. The people who answer the phone for our health care providers who may or may not have all the answers we seek. Our own family members after we've been cooped up together for a few weeks. I don't intend to liken our time with the coronavirus to life in a concentration camp. But things and situations we have always known as normal may change a great deal very quickly. We have already seen that happen. We have been and will continue to be bombarded with almost constantly changing stimuli. We love to say that we are blessed by God. And most of us would define that blessing in some sort of grace. Last week I watched a video by the marvelous teacher and priest, the Reverend Dr. Jane Patterson from Seminary of the Southwest. In it she talked about vocation and discernment and spiritual gifts. We all have different spiritual gifts, teaching, hospitality, healing, leadership, preaching, 
Paul's list is long. But there is one great spiritual gift we have all been given. The great charism from the Greek charisma, which is grace. A gift bestowed on believers and their communities by the Holy Spirit. We understand grace because we believe it comes to us freely from God through Christ's death and resurrection. We can do nothing to earn it. We can only receive it with gratitude. But as followers of Christ, we must also understand it is not ours to keep for ourselves, to hoard up like toilet paper or hand sanitizer. God's grace must also flow out from us just as freely as it flows into us. In this particularly trying and uncertain time, let us remember that although our church services as we know them have been suspended, we are still God's church in the world. We can still pray for the world and one another. We can still call and check on those who may be alone or in need. We can still offer a smile or a kind word from at least six feet away to those we meet. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. In 1 Peter 4, verse 10, we hear, like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you have received. People are afraid and confused and feeling alone. Let us allow God to fill the space between whatever stimulus comes and our own response. Let us allow his grace to flow through us to others so that if anyone asks, is the Lord among us or not, we can answer faithfully and most assuredly, yes, forever and always, yes. Amen. <laughs>